It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Fantasy Points Waiver Wire Podcast, where we will be singing dirges in the dark. Um, obviously a major injury in the Monday night football game. Um, Aaron Rodgers goes down with, uh, I guess it hasn't been confirmed as of recording Tom, but certainly looks to be a torn Achilles, uh, before he even completes a pass as a member of the New York jets. And before we get into the top waiver wire pickups, uh, by the way, I'm Joe Dolan. That's Tom Brawley. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we all uh, guzzled some whiskey last night to, you know, especially like, Jets you know, fans, especially I mean, Jets fans. I, I mean, I feel terrible for Jet fans, you know, and and also it was it was crappy, you know, for 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 Aaron Rodgers. It's crappy for fantasy football. It's crappy yeah. for all kinds of reasons. I, I Garrett mean, Wilson, everybody was drafting in him high. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's going to be a total buzzkill here. Um. Yeah. This is. I mean, we saw the what, offense in general. I mean, yeah. We we saw what they're gonna. They're gonna be a lot of Brees Hall and <clears throat> Dalvin Cook. Maybe, maybe it helps them out a little bit. But, um. Yeah. It, it's just a major, major downer here. Uh, uh, you know, because it was the talk of the summer. I mean, ever since the trade was completed, uh, having a superstar like that in New York. Um. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a buzz kill here heading into week two. And, and I mean, just look, I know Garrett Wilson ended up catching a touchdown pass and, you know, he was matched up with Tredavious White for a lot of that game. So his numbers were going to be depressed regardless, um, even if Aaron Rodgers was playing, but we know Rodgers was going to, was going to challenge the coverage uh, of, of Tredavious White, but Garrett Wilson catches five passes for 34 yards and a touchdown in that game. The touchdown catch was outrageous, uh, Tom, but let's just say you, you knew this injury was going to happen. Okay. Where would you have drafted Garrett Wilson? Um, I still think he would have been pretty high based on how he played last year. If we knew like Zach Wilson would be the quarterback, I guess probably like early third round. So, you know, maybe like a round or so difference. Um, yeah, he would have been like after probably Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Um, he probably had it like Keenan Allen, I would think, in drafts. So somewhere in that like early to mid third round, I think, based on yeah. how he played as a rookie. So he's losing some value, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers done, but um, he still can come through here. We we saw him even with the uh, crappy quarterback play. If we can get any kind of uh, uh, progression here from Zach Wilson in in year three, I, I, you know, I'm not. Not based on what we saw last night, but that was a tough spot for him to come in. It was a tough spot. We'll give him. Like they they didn't cater the offense. You know, it's so hopefully with a a week to prepare. Unfortunately, he has to go against that Cowboys defense that just lit up another New York team last week. So uh, another tough spot for him to be thrown into the fire here. I mean, I, I downgrade the entire offense in general. I mean, that's what you have to do when they lose a Hall of Fame quarterback and you go to a guy who has never looked like more than a deer in headlights. And and I thought um, he looked like a deer in headlights last night. But as you mentioned, Tom, really difficult spot for Zach Wilson. I did not envy him. Um, and, and maybe you could say he handled himself. Okay. There, I mean, I saw there was plays where he's dropping 35 yards backwards. I mean, 
Ugh, uh, just <laughs> I, I don't I even mean, know what to say. We even saw it on the Rogers' first four, you know, the first four first four plays of the game there. He was under pressure on almost all of those throws, too. So um those the offensive tackle positions are very big question marks for the Jets. And now we take a veteran quarterback out of that mix that knows how to get the ball out quick, uh, get the ball out of his hands quick. And um, yeah, <clears throat> very concerned here for, for this offense moving forward. But I, I do think it's going to probably result in a lot more carries for Brees Hall, who looked very good last night. Uh, yeah, he looked limited awesome. work. Yes, he, um, he looks like a star again. The Jets only have Tim Boyle on the practice squad, Tom. Um, I would not be shocked if Joe Douglas makes a move here. Um, look, the, uh, and, and not to say, like, I, I think you probably have to give Zach Wilson the first shot, but boy, could it come at a worse time with Dallas next week? Jameis Winston's out. The, you know, like, I, I, it feels like oh, they're... Carson Wentz. He's, uh, I haven't heard his name in forever. Would they, would I mean, they dare do that? <laughs> I mean, it'd be better than Zach Wilson. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, um, it's depressing, Tom. Um, look, you have to downgrade Garrett Wilson. You know, I, at the end of the draft season, I was like, man, I don't have enough Garrett Wilson. And then I know we, in one of our high stakes leagues, we drafted yep. him and we were like, man, we really got to get more Garrett Wilson. And then turns out I didn't need to get more Garrett Wilson. Um, just a, just an absolute bummer. Um, I look at, for fantasy at quarterback, it, it's easy in one quarterback yeah. leagues at least to replace Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, he was a fringe. I mean, he was getting drafted outside the top 12, it, you know, so hopefully there well, yeah, we'll get through the waiver wire here. And, uh, but yeah. there's, there's going to be some guys out there that you can replace them with, but uh, yeah, overall downgrade for the offense. Uh, let's, uh, let's start now going to the waiver wire, Tom. And I want to kick it off with the, with the LA Rams guys um, who are going to be widely picked up. I think Puka Nakua um, is probably the name of the week. Obviously, Nakua has that Anquan Bolden-like NFL debut where he catches 10 passes um, uh, despite you know being a day three pick. Um, and Kyron Williams, who kind of was their top running back. Cam Akers averaged 1.3 yards per carry, and Matthew Stafford played his ass off. He, he was one of the few quarterbacks who looked really good in week one. These Rams guys, I would anticipate being uh, look. They're not. They're not. Let's put it this way: they're not going to be on the waiver wire article next week because they're going to be rostered in too many leagues. Yeah, well, start with Kyron. <clears throat> I we got we had heard, heard a lot of buzz that uh, Sean McVay really wanted to get him involved, and but I think we all kind of assumed it was you know they'll be he'll be working in a passing situation. Cam Akers would be, uh, you know, we saw the last like six weeks of last season where he was kind of the bell cow back and. Uh, you know, getting a lot of totes and, uh, you know, really came through for fantasy. So we kind of thought Kyron would be, you know, just kind of a specialist in the passing game, but that really wasn't the case. They were playing from ahead uh, a lot in that game against the Seahawks, you know, dominated the action. And <clears throat> he, it was 65 35 in terms of snaps. And uh, he was far more effective than Cam Akers in that game as well. <clears throat> 15 carries for 52 yards and uh, for 17. 0.4 fantasy points so i think this is uh, a guy we got to add uh, he's widely available five percent owned um you know we, we lost jk dobbins this week at the running back position um austin eckler you know could be questionable with a, a ankle injury as well so there's people that are out there looking for running back replacements so uh kyron williams's role is pretty significant here and we do expect them 
this is probably was probably an outlier performance for them in week one. But so they could be playing from behind in more games, and that's probably where he's going to get uh, most of his shine. He's he's a he's a solid receiver out of Notre Dame, and uh, I think he's a guy that we should be looking at here. Ninety five percent available in Yahoo leagues. Uh, let's keep going with the running backs, uh, Gus Edwards uh, and Justice Hill. These two guys uh, for Baltimore. Um, with another Achilles injury from this weekend, that being J.K. Dobbins, uh, probably a rotation here, Tom. So I'm not as excited as I am for Kyron Williams, who looked like he can maybe flat out take that job. But if guys are going to be getting carries, and and the Baltimore Ravens are always going to run the football. I know they want to throw it more this year with Todd Monk, and we didn't really get to see that in week one because the Texans put up no resistance whatsoever. But um let let's go to these running backs Gus Edwards and, and Justice Hill with Baltimore <clears throat> yeah I, this is a tough spot I I prefer Gus Edwards here over Justice Hill but it was notable in that game Justice Hill came in uh got two rushing touchdowns from right on top of the goal line from the two yard line uh <laughs> had just uh two two rushing touchdowns in his career back in 2019 so, you know, he matched it in, in one game here in 2023. So maybe Todd Munkin does prefer Hill a little bit, but I'm going to lean more on you know, Gus Edwards' you know, recent track record. And uh, he had more success in this game uh, as, you know, with taking Dobbins out of the mix, they were feeding him more carries in the second half. And uh, But at the end of the day, I, I do think this is going to be a major headache. Uh, John Harbaugh was... Um, even talking about Melvin Gordon on the practice squad, he'll be elevated here. Uh, he said, uh, there's a reason why we have him, uh, you know, we have Melvin Gordon. So, yeah. uh, I think he'll be thrown into the mix here. I, it could be an, and, and none of these guys are standout play. I, I don't think we're going to see one, one of these guys just truly poke their head above the rest of this group. But if I had to put, you know, if I was betting on one guy to do it, it would probably be Gus Edwards here just because his track record in the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, it's this could be a mess here. And this is a potential for them. If if nobody is really standing out, we, we, do, we do still have uh, free agent running backs like Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette out yeah. there. So um, I, I have a bad feeling that this is going to be an ugly situation moving forward. And it's yeah, I mean, we've seen it the last two years. While you know Dobbins has been in and out of the lineup, uh, it's it's been really a an ugly committee in that backfield. Uh, a couple more running backs, by the way, Tom. I want to make make a point is we have a full on article up at fantasypoints.com oh, yeah. that has dozens of guys. We're only going to touch on a handful of them in the podcast. And if you want to access that article, uh, maybe you already have access to the article, but you want access to Tom's best bets. You want access to. Um, our DFS package, use code GURIFIC25. It'll get you 25% off for the rest of the 2023 NFL season. That's code GURIFIC25, like terrific, but with GU at the beginning for the guru, John Hansen. GURIFIC25 gets you 25% off at fantasypoints.com. Tom, just a couple more running backs uh, I want to mention. Number one, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers, who looked really explosive um, uh, a guy, Austin Eckler himself had been talking up. He talked up Joshua Kelly on the fantasy points podcast earlier this off season. Uh, and Austin Eckler's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, our Dr. Edwin Porras took a look at it and said, there could be a high ankle deal going on. Um, Kelly got a lot more work in the, in the second half after Eckler kind of tweaked that ankle. So Joshua Kelly, who was almost guaranteed to be available in your Yahoo league rostered in just 4% of leagues. Uh, he's out there and 
really could be pushing for playing time here um, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and he's he's looked good dating back to the preseason. He busted off a long touchdown run, um, and, and he, the, the progress continued here. So maybe this is a guy that's finally kind of coming into his own, uh, been a slow start to his career. Uh, the Chargers have tried with these, uh, you know, these bigger backs to compliment Austin Eckler. And I know he was, you know, talking to you this summer and he's talked in the past that he would like one of these guys to step up and maybe take a little bit of work off of his plate in the running game. And uh, maybe Kelly is finally doing that. And we'll see about this, this injury. I, if it is some sort of a, a high ankle issue or, uh, we could be looking at uh, at least a, a week absence, maybe multiple weeks. So if you have a if you have shares of Austin Eckler, I would be looking to to you know aid the situation by picking up Joshua Kelly, who looked good here in, in Week One against the Dolphins. Another one I want to mention is Zach Moss, Tom, because yeah, Deion Jackson was atrocious in Week One. I mean, he had what 18 <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, the 13 for 14. I know that was the uh, 18 number. opportunities and like 20 some yards and he lost two fumbles. I mean, there is your definition of you can't just get any running back in there and they're going to do their job. And Zach Moss, who um, didn't play in week one following a broken arm, prob- uh, I'm guessing just wasn't cleared for contact. Yeah, uh, but the Colts need him going forward because Evan Hall got hurt, the rookie running back out of Northwestern. He picked up, I think, a knee injury. Um, He can miss a little bit of time. They need a running back badly um, with Jonathan Taylor still on the pup list. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I guess, Adam Schefter reported on Sunday that he expects to be ready to play by week five. Whether that means he's playing for he the Colts or not, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, But uh, Zach yeah, Moss so- should be rostered. Yeah, so if Moss does get cleared for contact, and it seemed like they were ramping him up last week, and uh, if it does happen, I would expect him to to lead this backfield, and we'll get at least like three more games here. They got a, a good matchup against the Houston Texans. Uh, Texans are a team that we've always targeted uh, last year for uh, our running backs. So if he does get the clearance, uh, he could be a, a guy that you plug into the lineup right away. And as you said, uh, Taylor could be back by week five. Uh, is he playing for the Colts? Uh, you know, this situation is still very murky moving forward. So uh, there's a possibility that Moss could be the guy for, you know, more than just this three games. Maybe it, it turns into a, a yearly thing. So uh, I think he has some appeal uh, in the short term and potentially long term if uh, the Jonathan Taylor situation uh, doesn't resolve itself. Moving to uh, to wide receiver stuff. I don't know if I got your full thoughts on Puka Nakua or if we just jumped. No, we kind of we kind of jumped over that. But you know, let, let's pick him up. He's ninety five percent available in Yahoo. Uh, the Cooper Cup situation is uh, you know it's another murky situation. Uh, he's really struggled to get over the the hamstring injury since uh, that that happened right at the beginning of training camp in August. So um, he's going to see specialists in Minnesota last week. So he could be back by week five or this could turn into something that's long-term. So at the very least, Nakua's, uh, I mean, he's a guy we got to be starting every week for at least the next three weeks. And it could turn into a situation where he becomes the guy uh, like a a league winner type of guy. If, uh, if cup is out of the mix and he kind of steps into that old cup role. So uh, 15 targets right away. Uh, kind of touched on it with Kyron. We we expect this team to be losing and trailing a lot in the future. And 
Uh, that's not a bad situation with Matt Stafford or quarterback. We, we've seen him do it in the past with the Lions uh, whenever he's had to throw it a lot. And uh, he looked exceptional in week one. Uh, one of the few quarterbacks that was really sharp was not expecting that. You know, he was out since, you know, yeah. missed the back half of last year and has been battling injuries. So, um, yeah, I, the wheels up with Nakua here, 95% available in uh, Yahoo leagues. Romeo Dobbs is available in 70% of Yahoo leagues. Tom, he scored two touchdowns in Jordan Love's, uh, I guess, Jordan Love's not his first NFL start, but his ascension to the throne in Green Bay. But he only played 49% of the snaps because he was coming back from a hamstring injury that Christian Watson also battling through. I guess there's no guarantee yet that Watson's going to play in week two. And you would think that Romeo Dobbs's role is going to slowly increase. And very clearly, he's got some trust with, uh, with, with Jordan Love. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was any setbacks or at least anything that came out after the game. So uh, we would expect his ramp, uh, his his snaps to be ramped up here in the future. But a uh, pretty good sign that he was kind of the red zone target for for uh, um, uh, Jordan Love in his first start. And uh, Christian Watson, this is another guy with the hamstrings. Uh, you know, he's dealt with them last year. Uh, the, you know, it could be a, a lingering type of issue here. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere last week and uh, no guarantee to be playing here uh, this week and uh, into the future. So uh, let's let's get Dobbs on, on, you know, maybe we get him up to an 80% snap share this week and uh, maybe those targets and everything else uh, can can be bumped up here. So uh, looking good for Dobbs here, and we'll we'll monitor the Christian Watson situation this week. Again, everyone, we're not covering everybody on this article uh, that we have in the waiver wire article. I'm just picking and choosing. Use that code Gorific25 if you want the full waiver wire article at FantasyPoints.com. I don't want to hear anybody say, "Hey, you didn't talk about this guy." <laughs> I guarantee you, Tom and John Hansen have. Oh them my gosh, up. yeah. I've been. I work on this on Sunday. I was. I wrote up like the Thursday, the one, the four o'clock games, and yeah. I was up till eleven thirty writing up all these guys. There's there's a ton on here. So uh, this will this this article has you covered if you're playing in a very yeah. deep league, 14, 16 team leagues. We go really deep for for people in uh, in those type of formats. Yeah, Tom, uh, the first one of the year is always the worst because you use it, you build off of yeah. it the rest of the year. And then it's and like it a living a document. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to get all these guys written up to, to update. And uh, it's always a, a brutal one, the first one, but uh, we got through it. <laughs> and if there's not a ton of injuries in like the next couple of weeks, you're like, oh, this wasn't too bad to update it this week. You know, hey, hey look, it, it was a uh, well, good thing I did that, that big one last week. Uh, Tom, we have um, an injury in Pittsburgh that, uh, Adam Schefter reported just before we came on air that Deontay Johnson with that hamstring injury that he suffered in week one is expected to miss a few weeks. Um, I, it looked pretty bad when it happened. So I would think missing a few weeks is maybe even best case scenario, but in Pittsburgh, I mean, you've got two guys who were pretty heavily used in week one against a nasty 49er defense. Okay. Like I don't want to like blow all the offs. Kenny Pickett looked like crap, but the Niners defense is not a great match. They're going to do that to a lot of teams this year. Yeah. Calvin Austin and Allen Robinson are available in virtually every fantasy football league. Yeah. I prefer Calvin Austin. I, I mean, I, I'm still skeptical about Allen Robinson. I thought he actually played pretty well with a, a an increase in, in touches and, in in targets here five for 64, but um, he looked pretty dead last year. So uh, I think Calvin, I mean, this was the first, I thought Calvin Austin, this was his first professional game. He missed all of last year. He was 
uh, dealt with foot issues and never could get on the field. So a lot of guys that kind of lose that first season, it, it's kind of a career ender, especially if he's not like, you know, he was a, a day three pick. So uh, for him to, you know, battle back this year and come in in his first game of, of his second season after complete, completely missing last year, uh, I thought it was a very positive sign was early and uh, he came through, uh, you know, with six targets and 37 yards. So that could be a rule that continues to grow this week. And the Deontay Johnson injury, we'll get more information. Mike Tomlin talks on Tuesdays. Um, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into an IR situation where he's going to miss at least four games. So uh, we could have a guy, you know, two two players here that could be uh, potential lineup uh, uh, fodder here for the, you know, in the future, especially with bye weeks coming around the corner, uh, not too far away. Um, let's uh, go to uh, uh, a couple of Patriots talk. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, let's do the Patriot guys. Well, like, and there's a um, there you you have a very easy uh example of what a professional play caller can do to for an offense because I thought Bill O'Brien called a really good game for the Patriots who were dealing with a very banged up offensive line. They have a receiving core that it's it's got depth but nothing at like the top end and turns out two guys who had like virtually zero consistent role in the Matt Patricia, Joe <laughs> judge Frankenstein's monster crap offense. They had last year ended up giving the Eagles the biggest problems. One of them's a wide receiver that being Kendrick Bourne. The other is a tight end in Hunter Henry, who might be more intriguing for people given how big a disaster the tight end position was in week one. But Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry were, in my mind, pretty clearly Mac Jones's favorite targets in week one. Yeah, and they were his favorite targets in 2021 uh, when Josh McDaniels was still around. So it was just completely puzzling last year why Bourne was benched and uh, was barely, you know, barely saw the field at all last year under your the under the Frankenstein uh, coaching staff. So a uh, competent play caller here uh, comes in. Oh, I do want to note Devontae Parker missed last week's game. He'll, he'll probably be in the mix in future weeks. But I, I, I think after what you saw from him in week one, you want to keep Kendrick Bourne involved. There's a connection there. Uh, even if you if you look at our fantasy points data, I, I, I was looking at it a little bit yesterday. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but his yards per route run, uh, have been very strong uh, when he's been given chances the last two years in this offense. So uh, he's a guy that should be on the field, and I, I would expect it moving forward here with Bill O'Brien calling plays now. And uh, uh, Hunter Henry is another guy at the tight end position. Uh, he saw nine red zone targets back in 2021, and that role kind of just completely disappeared. Uh, but it was back this uh, in week one, scored the touchdown uh, against the Eagles. Um, saw six targets, so feeling uh, optimistic about his chances of at least being like a fringe tight end one. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know if he'll be that every week, but uh, is you know, when we don't have these top tight ends, we're looking for guys that have the potential to score every week, and um, Hunter Henry showed that he could do that back in 2021 with nine touchdowns. If we can find a tight end that could give us, you know, six or seven touchdowns, that could be huge. And I think Henry could be that guy for for the Patriots' offense, uh, kind of the go-to receiver when they get down in the red zone. 
Uh, let's uh, talk one more Packer, Luke Musgrave, Tom. I think talking tight ends is important given some of the, the issues that we've had there. Luke Musgrave had a pretty sizable role in week one as a rookie, and that's a really good sign for a rookie tight end. Yeah, we we, we said, I mean, we don't really know how this passing game is going to break down. We, we got a little bit of a feel for it last week uh, with Dobbs uh, being the go-to receiver, but Christian Watson's still you know out of the mix here. But I think Musgrave is going to be at least the he could be end up being the number three receiver here. Um, saw a promising fifteen uh, percent target share in week one. Should have scored a touchdown. It was uh, he was wide open, a uh, little bit underthrown by Jordan Love. Had to kind of stop for it, and he lost his balance. And uh, otherwise, it was a, a walk in touchdown and uh, everything. There's been high praise for him all summer. Uh, dating back to uh, in August there, you know, LaFleur was saying he was the fastest player on the field in a couple days of practice. And uh, Christian Watson can absolutely fly. So just imagine how fast Luke Musgrave is moving if uh, he's beating out some of these receivers on the field. So um, we, we he, he was playing every down in the preseason as well. So uh, at the tight end position, as I said, we're looking for guys to score touchdowns. But we're also looking for guys that are going to be on the field and run a lot of routes. And it looks like Musgrave could be checking those boxes. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that just continues to get a little bit better every week here. And maybe he's a monster by the end of this end of the season here. Tom, uh, remember, we are not putting all of our uh, the the players that you wrote up and John Hanson wrote up in this podcast. There is plenty more to talk about. If you guys are like, well, I'm in an 18-team league and uh, blah, blah, all these guys are rostered. Well, guess what? We have players in those leagues uh, in this article who are not rostered, I will guarantee you. You can go to the fantasypoints.com, check out the waiver wire article. Use code GURIFIC25. That's like terrific, but with a goo at the beginning, G-U. Uh, and you can get 25% off for fantasypoints.com the rest of the season. Tom, we're going to go... Uh, uh, purge ourselves of of the uh, the booze one, that, yeah, and the, that and we the had last night uh, 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 that we had last night to to mourn Aaron Rodgers to mourn Garrett Wilson and that offense. Um, we'll see if the Jets make a move at quarterback. Um, I would anticipate something's coming, even if they want to give Zach Wilson the first crack at it. Um, uh, and week one, let's hope that all these teams. It was a it was a terrible week for the elite fantasy quarterbacks by the way just uh, josh allen was miserable on monday night zach wilson played him (laughs) yeah that's never good yeah i mean he single-handedly gave that game away i mean four turnovers like that uh very very disheartening if you're a bills fan and i know one and he was not very happy last night watching the game with him so uh i feel for the bills fans out there this week this morning after losing that game (laughs) yeah so what uh, just an atrocious game uh an atrocious week one and and you know what i think it is tom is is i think teams would rather start slow in weeks one and two then lose a key contributor in the preseason i just yeah, i just feel like that that's what what it is. that's the equation at this point and we're getting crappy football in september and hopefully it gets a little bit better this week um uh, it, it should i mean uh can't get much worse than what we saw <laughs> so uh hopefully we get a few more overs and some more competitive games at tom brawley on twitter i'm at fg underscore dolan fantasy points is at fantasy pts make sure you follow at fantasy pts data as well thanks everybody for joining us for the week two edition of the waiver wire podcast tom and i will be back on friday for subscribers for the point spread show talk to you later
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.